media freedom in Slovakia is heading into an uncertain new era and a potential return to the past. On the 16th of October 2023, a new coalition government was officially formed following the general election in late September. At the head of this new government is Robert Fico, leader of the populist and left-wing Schmer party, which has joined together with the centre-left Halas and the nationalist Slovak National Party. For a country which has undergone a slow but steady process of rebuilding for media freedom in recent years, following the murder in 2018 of Slovak journalist Jan Kuciak and his partner, there's an unnerving sense of deja vu. Fica was the prime minister when the murder took place and was toppled by mass protests, ending a premiership marked by the verbal abuse and denigration of journalists, pressure on critical media, and the interference of the country's public broadcaster. Many also blame the newly reinstated prime minister and his allies for overseeing, during their previous administration, the creation of the toxic conditions of clientelism, corruption, and impunity in which Kuciak was murdered. The remarkable political comeback has sparked renewed concerns that the fragile progress made under the reformist former government is now in jeopardy and could even go into swift reversal as the grudge-holding PM and his new cabinet move to settle old scores. You're listening to the latest episode of the MFRR in Focus a podcast by the Media Freedom Rapid Response, which is a consortium of press freedom organizations from across Europe. In this episode, we're shining the spotlight on post-election Slovakia. I'm your host, Jamie Wiseman, the Europe Advocacy Officer at the International Press Institute, which is a partner of the MFRR. To discuss this issue, I'm joined by Beata Balagova, a veteran journalist and the editor-in-chief of SME, a leading daily newspaper. Beata, there's a lot going on right now, I know, so thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Well, here we go again. Fizu is back. The reforming politics of the last few years appear to be over, um, and we have a populist prime minister, an ally of Viktor Orban, someone who's often you know, taken a pro-Russian stance in the past, leading the Slovak government. So that positive progress that's been made in recent years in normalizing the situation for free media and passing new laws to defend independent journalism look to be in jeopardy. So fundamentally, what do you think this election result and the creation of this new government mean for that progress? I think that uh, Robert Fico has not changed much in terms of uh, being an enemy of the free press. He does have a long history of uh, attacking journalists, a long history of denying uh, some of the major roles of journalism. Robert Fitzo has never acknowledged that free media is here to control power, to be a watchdog. And I don't think uh, he returns as someone who suddenly would start believing in those roles. Quite on the contrary, Robert Fitzo, who is returning, is much angrier and more determined to stay in power as long as possible. And as you very rightly mentioned in in your introduction, Robert Fitzo now has a new idol, and it is Viktor Orban. 
And I think that Robert Fitzo very carefully studied how Orban managed to achieve such a power and such a secure majority in parliament. And he will try to copy some of the steps of, of Viktor Orban. And it, of course, involves building uh, his own media empire and also involves uh, attacking free press and trying to discredit uh, the critical journalist in the eyes of, of the public. Mm, yeah, you, you mentioned Orban there. Part of the playbook we've seen used in Hungary under the Fidesz governments of the last decade, as well, of course, as in Poland under the law and justice, and in Slovenia under the former Prime Minister Janusz Jansa, is to use different mechanisms to try and take control of the public broadcaster. And while RTVS in Slovakia obviously faces many challenges, there was a sense that its independence had been strengthened and that its overall journalistic output was becoming somewhat more professional, pluralistic, with you know, an overall improvement. So how did previous Fico-led governments approach the issue of public broadcasting? And what might the future hold here? I think the, the public service media will be the very first victim of uh, Robert Fico's rule. And even in the past, uh, Robert Fico always tried to make sure that he has in the management of the RTVS, which is the public broadcaster in Slovakia, both the radio and television, that he has his own uh, party-friendly and Fico-friendly person. And uh, we can expect uh, the, the very same scenario. And even though they, it wouldn't be that easy to recall the present head of the public service uh, broadcaster, but I already heard uh, some rumors that, that uh, the current director will actually, Mr. Machai will actually uh, resign on his own because he won't be, won't be able or he does cannot imagine working with Robert Fitzo. And I, I can just say for an example that over the 30 years of existence of the independent Slovakia, we have had almost 20 different uh, general directors. And so I expect that, that uh, Robert Fitzo and, and the whole ruling coalition, including the Slovak National Party, which also is very aggressively uh, attacking journalists, they will make sure they have a friendly person. Which actually means that even people who, even those good journalists who return to the RTVS after the, the change of management, now again will feel insecure. And that's the curse of a politically influenced institution that you have no stability for, for good journalists to develop, grow, and to feel secure in their work environment. That's why uh, uh, several people who came to my daily, daily smash from RTVS, I mean, four years ago or five years ago, they said that they would never return to this institution, even after the change of the management, because they assume and they they have to work with the idea that one day when the government change the the management of the public service broadcaster might change and uh, maybe i i uh, can mention 
one uh, one additional aspect that the current uh, government actually very often is a spreader the the biggest disseminator of fake news and if uh, the government gets uh, the chance to influence the the news and the broadcast of the public service television i am really worried that all the fights against disinformation against russian propaganda might uh, be affected because just imagine that the the major broadcaster the public service broadcaster will actually be part of that uh, propaganda machine yeah, it's quite worrying to hear that already the you know the current director generals considering stepping aside um and yeah these these repeated cycles of instability and interference after elections you know it, it just plunges the broadcaster back into these perennial kind of crises um so i think that's that's definitely one we'll be watching closely um another another factor you mentioned in the beginning was you know one of the defining characteristics of the previous Fritzer government regarding the freedom of the press was these constant verbal attacks, denigrating smear campaigns by high-level politicians, attacks using this Orban language of Soros-funded media. Um, that, of course, continued while Schmier was in opposition, but now the party is back holding the pulpit of the executive branch. So do you expect to see return to the ways of the past or um, the party becoming more responsible as it returns to government? I don't expect... Uh, I don't expect any more responsibility. I think that uh, Robert Fico has never been through any self-reflection regarding the way he treated journalists, not even after the murder of Jan Kuciak. He really made sure that his voters don't see any connection between how he treated journalists and the atmosphere in which uh, someone thought that it's okay to murder, murder a journalist. And quite on the contrary, that Robert Fitzo, very shortly after the murder of Jan Kuciak, started attacking journalists quite uh, harshly. Now, it's he has a partner for for these attacks, and it's the Slovak National Party. And we can already see what kind of uh, media policy they will push for. For example, the Slovak National Party does not allow uh, reporters of Daily Sme, Denik N, and Actuality Today press conference. It happened uh, yesterday and even a couple of days before that uh, my journalists were not let in to, to the press conference room of the Slovak National Party, nor, nor um, Actuality and Denik N. They locked them out, and it was quite disturbing to see that some uh, people from conspiracy media came and they let them in. And so I think that in a quite a worrying development that Fitzo and his government will legitimize conspiracy media because we can see that these people started appearing at, at press conference, conferences of Robert Fitzo and his party and also the Slovak Nationalist Party and even... The Slovak Nationalist Party, on its uh, deputy list, got into parliament like true conspirators who appeared, who were stars of conspiracy media. So if we put all this together, 
I think that that we will witness a strengthening of the whole conspiracy scene, which is partly might be financed from Russia, and and they are really disseminating fake news. So our role of debunking fake fake news will be very difficult because we will have to be always uh, we we will have to watch not only the government in their statements but suddenly people from conspiracy media will be considered as equals to to journalists from normal and responsible media and i can imagine that for waters of robert fitzo it will be quite normal and and they will start uh, focusing more and more on on these conspiracy media which so far uh, it was clear that they are not actual media that they they don't have a status of journalists they don't have were your journalists always um restricted from accessing the press conferences of the slovak national party is this something new since they entered the government it started before the elections. Uh, they thought that, for example, SME was too critical. And they even said that they would not let uh, my reporters into their uh, election center during election night, which is weird because, you know, at that time when parties really want to, uh, journalists to be around. Uh, but uh, this is something new and and i can imagine that that for andrei danko who is the uh, head of the slovak national party he considers it a normal thing and he even announced at a press conference that until uh, media like sma Yeniken and actuality uh, will be political and he accused us of supporting uh, the now opposition force uh, Michal Šimečka and the progressive Slovakia. So basically he won't be willing to talk to us, which is problematic because he's paid now from public money. And we actually have a law which guarantees uh, that people, that the public can have uh, access to governmental information. So basically it won't really work for him if uh, his ministries, because he can also say that the ministries where we have our nominees will not talk to to journalists from from these media and i imagine that they they can go that far because they feel that that uh, basically uh, their voters support their fight against the liberal media which is now you know they they label us as as liberal media and just one more thought to that it is very similar to what, hap- what is happening in Hungary. And I, I assume that Robert Fico will, will walk this path. He will label the independent media as liberal, pro-Brussel media, and he will tell his uh, his voters that, you know, this media is lying and uh, just please follow my own channels or, and, and my press conferences. And he will try to actually... Uh, discredit uh, us critical journalists that way mm, yeah we touched on a few elements of the Orban playbook there um, first going after the independence of the public broadcaster secondly this marginalization and the constant verbal attacking of critical and independent media 
But a third pillar of that kind of media capture model that was implemented in Hungary and still is to this day is the use of state advertising campaigns to fund pro-government media and reward favorable coverage. So under previous FITO-led governments, did we see this kind of manipulation of public money to fund supportive journalism? Uh, and if so, do you expect to see a return of this system of funding again? In Slovakia, FITO had harder time with it because in Slovakia, even under the government of Vladimir Mečiar, a former three-time prime minister who was really like a big enemy of press, the independent media understood that it cannot depend on state advertisement. So, for example, Denik Sme, we never got any state advertisement uh, under these governments, and we are not dependent on it. So here, uh, they had harder time to, to actually fight the media by not giving uh, state advertisement to the media. And it's, it's, it's valid for Denikan, and it's also valid for, for actuality as well. But what can be dangerous is what you already mentioned, that using uh, taxpayers' money, they, they can start supporting conspiracy media. You know, media, which is not even media because they don't follow any basic rules of journalism and they are mostly opinion-driven uh, propaganda sites. And... An even more dangerous uh, situation is that the culture minister who, who is responsible for forming the media legislation is a star of, of uh, conspiracy media. She was an anchor at one of the very weird conspiracy television stations called Slovan TV. And uh, her name is Martina Šimkovičová, and she is a former anchor of uh, commercial television Markiza. But uh, she really, she was kicked out from that television because she was uh, cursing the migrants, cursing migrants and, and really using homophobic comments. But uh, before she, she, beca- she became a culture minister, she was really like a, a, a star of, of this conspiracy media and she was interviewing uh, uh, politicians uh, and, and spreading pro-Russian narratives. And now she will be in charge also of the sources that can be used for supporting this media. And this is really, that's, that's a worrying development. Because I cannot say that that some of the previous culture ministers really understood the, the role of independent media. But now we are getting a, a person who before becoming a minister, she joined the boycott, the so-called boycott of liberal media. And she very openly spoke about how uh, conspiracy media should be the mainstream media and how the conspiracy media should replace like uh, the politically she, she called the biased media, meaning the the critical media, who who are the only media in Slovakia to be able to control the power, to be able to do investigations, and and to be able to provide the the 
really responsible information, uh, responsibly process the information to the public. Mm, yeah, that sounds like a very controversial pick for Minister of Culture, to put it lightly. You can imagine it's raised many an eyebrow in the journalistic community. Uh, yeah, it also sounds like you know that, that financial support to programmer media is likely to increase Okay, so we have, you know, verbal attacks, the safety of journalists, renewed concerns there. But in this campaign for the election, did Fizzo's Schmer party and its coalition partners, or the coalition partners that are now in the government, propose new media laws or anything major at the legislative level? Not yet. And I, I think that um, that's not the first point of their agenda. To understand Robert Fitz's motivation to come back to power, uh, we need to explain that uh, at least 40 people from his smear party are being criminally prosecuted. Robert Fitzo himself was indicated in a corruption case. Uh, he was uh, actually accused of building a... a uh, um, organized crime unit and uh, his prosecution was stopped by the, by the general prosecutor. So Fitzo's motivation is to protect his own people and somehow to find a way to, to stop these criminal prosecutions, which itself should raise the eyebrows of the European Union because he cannot do that without deforming uh, the, the rule of law in Slovakia. So I think, and it's very important to, to, to tell to the international public, that Slovakia is going to be a very strong test for the European Union. How ready the European Union and the European players are uh, to protect their own values. Because ultimately, Robert Fico will, will violate these values. And in order to get away with the... With, uh, you know, deforming the rule of law. He's also need, he, he will also need to silence critical voices. He also need to neutralize the effect of, of uh, critical media. And I assume that, that he will try to achieve it with permanent attacks. And eventually he might also reach for some legislative changes. Although there he has limited ways because already under the previous government, they added, let's say, the, the right of reply for politicians. So I think that that in that area, I don't expect uh, that they would go much further. But, you know, populists, uh, populists are very creative in uh, finding ways how to make the life of journalists bitter. But what is important that after the murder of Jan Kuciak, we were promised a constitutional law, constitutional law uh, for the protection of journalists. So I think that under this government, we can completely forget about that. And if there will be media changes, those will be targeted at, at uh, legitimizing, let's say, conspiracy media or, or uh, some other some other changes which in the effect will make our our operation uh, even even more difficult mm. i mean we know that uh, across the border the Fidesz government are currently working on a draft foreign agent law which could pose an existential threat to the remaining independent media there so there's a yeah 
relevant. Yeah, and and Robert Fitzo already mentioned Robert Fitzo already mentioned that, but he he first of all spoke about the the foreign agent law in relation to non-governmental organizations and the civil society. But I can imagine that that uh, he he would readily extend that law also to the media. But again, you know that's the point where he is going to violate the European Union rules. And just and and quite honestly, most of the non-governmental media in Slovakia are financed by European Union member countries. So what does it mean to to libel them as foreign agents? Also, media, like media ownership, it's mostly like European. So it's not, you know, that that uh, uh, Fitzo can prove that somehow, you know, foreign forces have much influence over the media here. And we already have a law which requires transparent media ownership and most of critical independent media, all of them can meet those requirements. Those are the conspiracy media that can never meet requirements of transparent ownership because their financing is completely murky and and they are getting uh, money that I expect they will never openly declare the origin of that funding. Yeah, well, I want to turn back to the to the issue of the rule of law that was mentioned just before, because it's obviously a, a topic that's so interconnected to, to media freedom. And it would seem that under the previous government, there'd been these re- reforms of judicial law enforcement bodies, which had led to positive changes in how police were dealing with threats against journalists. Um, I remember when we IPI joined the International Press Freedom Mission to Slovakia earlier this year, we heard from journalists that police were taking cases far more seriously. Um, and that there was a positive step forward in the creation of the safe journalism platform as well. Um, and the journalists were kind of receiving more support and institutional follow-up when they reported threats and they were receiving support as well. But of course, this success was reliant on the engagement of the police and prosecutors in that, that initiative. So we've seen new ministers. We're going to see, as you said, widespread changes to judicial bodies. So I wanted to ask about how you see that affecting the issue of the safety of journalists in Slovakia. At this point, I I would be only guessing, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, after they replace the police president, whom they certainly will replace, uh, there will be a strong signal for many investigators who might be still honest and want to do their job, but they won't feel such a support for certain agenda as before. And I think that the agenda of protecting media will be such an issue. I don't think that centrally there will be much uh, uh, motivation or support for for police to be more active in this area, which is such a pity because I can say and I, I can see that, that a certain uh, progress has been achieved there. And uh, I also think that, that there will be quite uh, an immense pressure on, on several investigators. And maybe those who understand these issues will even leave the police force. But again, I, I, I still believe that, that uh, 
there will be enough honest policemen and investigators who understand that if a journalist turn to the police saying that that they feel threatened and and that uh, they feel unsafe that they will be dealing with with those issues because in a country where a, a journalist was murdered anyone uh, regardless of the government taking too lightly those threats uh, might be uh, really heading to to a very very critical end because i i don't think that that uh Fitzel, even if he's strong now he would not he he would be harmed you know if a journalist is uh murdered again in slovakia or or if journalists are attacked in this country but practically i i don't think that there will be much progress in in the in this area because we were thinking, and, and I, I was told that the police was even considering trainings for members of the police that they could uh, better uh, deal with cases of journalism, of harassment or attacks against journalists. So I think that, that uh, in this area, the progress might slow down, unfortunately. Mm. But progress has been made, I guess, and the trainings do sound... Um a very positive step forward and of course you know there are some other very positive laws in, in Slovakia which contribute to an enabling climate for free journalism the, the, the freedom of information legislation is now I think the one some of the best in Europe amendments passed in 2022 banned journalists from being sued from publishing information obtained through FOI there's these really robust rules on horizontal and cross-media concentration um, and that you know overall I think the media system particularly compared to some of it, the other countries in Central Europe, does enjoy relatively healthy levels of, of pluralism. I mean, do, do you think these current laws and the changes that have been brought in in recent years will be enough to protect independent media in Slovakia this time around? Jamie, rules are never enough. I, I think that at the end of the day, it really comes down to, to the people and the journalists themselves to to protect media freedom as such. And I believe when, when I, I talk to my colleagues, not only from my media, but from other media as well, I can see that that journalists are determined to, to continue their, their work. And uh, we have survived uh, several FITSO governments. We have survived Vladimir Matriarch. And I, I'm pretty sure we will survive fits of four as well. However, uh, the pressure will increase. And, and you know, when we consider, uh, you know, the journalist's mental health and well-being. And, and so it, it will be a difficult time period. But, you know, with that said, let's just focus a little bit on the positives. Robert Fitzo is the weakest uh, of all his previous government governments. In the opposition, we have a very strong liberal force, uh, Progressive Slovakia, and that's a political party which understands very well the importance of free press. And so far, the party really treated journalists uh, accordingly. As sort of, uh, since Slovakia is uh, not only an EU member, but we also have Euro, so Robert Fico have 
some more limited tools as other autocrats, you know, he cannot play around with monetary policy. You really have to watch deficit. So he will have hard time to manage all the, the economic hardship that Slovakia faces. And so for the first time, Fico will be ruling a country which is economically quite uh, damaged. And, and he, he wasn't used to that so far. And so this is a collection of things. And you already mentioned the, the healthy media environment. Though I have to add that healthy, uh, yes, but it's fragile. And, and you know, it, it really means that the media uh, have to adapt to new uh, trends. We also see news fatigue in Slovakia. Over the past year, we have seen a drop in interest in news reporting. So, you know, all these challenges uh, form quite a package of things that, that we have to be able to manage in order to keep uh, the media environment safe and, and, and vivid. And you cannot uh, disconnect it from, you know, the, the general public from the health of the civil society. And, and so I am hopeful, but again, like I know that, uh, if Robert Fitzo will have, uh, hardship in ruling the country, he will do the same as Viktor Orban. He will basically tell his voters that it is due to his enemies and, uh, the Slovak media will be very high on the top of, of his enemy list. Okay, a mixed picture then. Positives, challenges expected to come, safeguards built in, but uh, yeah, an uncertain future ahead. So, Beata, thank you so much for speaking with us again. Thank you for taking the time. I just have one last question. I want to give the last word, as I think we always should, to Jan Kuciak. Um, so, just a quick update on what's the latest in the the appeal after the the yeah, the non-guilty verdict against the alleged mastermind. We we are still waiting, and uh, as I have said several times, I I still hope that justice will finally prevail, and I I still believe that Marian Kochnar should be uh, sentenced for for planning the murder of Jan Kuciak. And when we speak to to lawyers and and to uh, the defense lawyers of of the family, uh, they they tell us that they are also hopeful in in that sense. And I don't think that the change of the government should change that uh, development much, because if if that does, it would be a, a, like a huge tragedy. And I think that it would require international attention because that would mean that, you know, the past five years, all the, all the, uh, progress and, and the, that painful way we walked since that murder would return us to, to the point of, of, uh, to the day when actually Jan was killed and, and we would just breathe once again. So I believe that, that, uh, Marian Kochner will finally be found guilty and, and he will be sentenced for the murder of Jan Kuciak. 
Okay, thank you for that. And IPI and I'm sure the MFR as well will continue to push for full justice in this case. Vyasa, thanks for speaking to us. We'll be keeping a very close eye on Slovakia and um, all the best for your work. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the MFRR in Focus. For more in-depth podcast episodes about the state of press freedom in Europe, including on Slovakia, visit the MFRR website or search MFRR in Focus on your podcasts app. The MFRR is co-funded by the European Commission. For more monitoring, advocacy and reports by the MFRR, visit www.mfrr.eu.